conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast that the moment I do the introduction, Anna gives the biggest, coldest yawn in the world. I'm Dan O'Keefe. It was not on purpose. (laughs) And joining me as always, the accidental yawner, Anna Otto. How are you? Apparently tired. (laughs) (laughs) It was not directed towards you, Dan. I had a busy day today, I promise. Mm, Sure. I just want to recreate over audio what happened. So... We pause for a second before I start saying the intro, and then I go, hello, and immediately Anna just goes, <laughs> Did I make a sound? It looked like you did. I It might have muted you, but you also yawned no, think... for about 10 seconds. It was a prolonged, multi-stage yawn. I'm not going to lie, it felt really good. Like, you know, like my <laughs> jaw felt really stretched. That's good. Um, Thank you. Also joining us today for the second time, and she will be joining us again the next time that we do a Captain America movie, it's Mallory Winkler. Hi, Mallory. How are you? I'm good. I also now have to yawn because we're talking about it. (laughs) I know. Did you notice Dan started introducing you and I started yawning again and I quickly tried to stifle (laughs) it? There you go. (laughs) Let it loose. Let it fly. To be fair, we are recording this late at night or late in the evening. It is. 8.15. 8.15. Yes. It's my bedtime. Yeah. I'm ready to go to sleep. Practically the early morning. Did you not see my morning. grandma blanket? I had to put on a big double XL sweatshirt just to be cozy. Mm-hmm. When y'all, Amen. When y'all were in grade school, did they tell you that yawns were contagious? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, we got to wow. stop talking about okay. this. Okay. When they told me that, I made it my goal to be better than that. Oh my so God, anytime I saw somebody yawn, I would like stare and like think intently and try not to yawn following that. Um, and like many decisions that I made in my youth, it's just ruined my life. Have you ever yawned, Dan? Oh, frequently, but never. It's always been job? on my own accord. Oh, oh never influenced wow. by the outside. That's a lot of willpower that I do not have. Yeah, yeah. same. That was a lot <laughs> stronger I'm a in my youth. Yawner. Oh. Anyway. The Constant Yawner, the sequel to The Constant Gardener, is now available mm-hmm. on our Patreon. No, it's not. Anyway, the movie that we're talking about today is Captain America the Winter Soldier. And I would woo, but now I know that there's heated opinions yeah. about this, so I'm not going to woo. I was going to go, ew, but I thought that would be too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before that, the, the facts about it. Directed... By Joe and Anthony Russo, the first of the Avengers MCU films directed by the Russo brothers. Uh, After this, they directed Captain America Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. Written... I have a question, Dan. Mm -hmm. Now, okay. I know they didn't do The Matrix. No. That's the Wachowskis. They do... Do the Wachowskis do... Speed Racer. What is it? Raising Arizona? No, that's the Coen Brothers. 
Oh my god, these siblings <laughs> need to be stopped. Attention, siblings, stop making movies. I'm confused. I think you hit all of them. I think you hit the three major sibling directors. Okay. I just wanted I wanted to, to clarify. Uh, written by <sighs> Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, who wrote like half of the MCU movies. I don't know. Starring Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie, Kobe Smulders, Frank Grillo, Emily Van Camp, Haley Atwell, Toby Jones, Jenny Agutter, Robert Redford, oh. Samuel L. Jackson, and Marquette University alumni Danny Pudi. Legend. <laughs> released on Iconic. April 4th, 2014. With a budget of $170 million, it made $714 million at the box office. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 90% approval rating. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we know who was a member of that 10%. <laughs> Suspenseful and politically astute, Captain America the Winter Soldier is a superior entry in the Avengers canon and is sure to thrill Marvel diehard. Well, Mallory, Marvel diehard. <laughs> thrilled. Thoughts? Yeah, okay. So obviously, as you can tell, I'm in the minority of people who dislike this film. Mm -hmm. I think there's a very high bar of entry to understanding this film. And maybe I'm just an idiot. Like, I don't know. That could be it, too. <laughs> I've watched this movie so many times, and... Even though I was even taking like extensive notes this time, obviously, to prepare for this podcast. Sure. And I still had to pause every now and then and be like, okay, what is happening? <laughs> oh, I did ask Gage to clarify. I like literally would say something that I thought was happening in the movie back to him and then go, is that right? Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Maybe I just like my, my Marvel movies to be single- plot and easy to understand and this isn't that <laughs> which some people like which is fine but i will say before we get deeper into this the russo brothers recently came out with the gray man which also uh -huh. stars chris evans and ryan gosling and oh. it is the exact same movie so if you want hot men in a movie that is similar to this that is what you should watch but it's also mine like least favorite movie of last year. The Gray but it's Man. A very Tomatoes similar prop. Has a 46% approval rating. It is literally like the same A plot of there's like this tiny flash drive that the whole movie like resides on mm -hmm. that like this flash drive needs mm. to stay safe. It is the exact same plot. See, I got that confused. Do you remember, Dan, I think we've had this discussion before. Yes. The Gray Man and the Black Phone. D different movies. Different. Gray yeah. Man. I gasped because I saw the the Black Phone recently and I really enjoyed it. Oh, that's the Ethan Hawke And Hawk then one. I realized. I would say that yep. is better than the Gray Man by far. Great movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you. I Should I not bother watching the Gray Man? Is that what I'm hearing? I mean... I'm a sucker for pretty men, so that's why I that's watched fair. it. But if you okay. if you are interested in plot, then I would say don't watch it. 
Hmm. Okay. I think that I give movies way too much benefit of the doubt because I don't really question plot choices. Like, I'll question character motivation, but if somebody says, like, this is happening, I'm like, yeah, I guess it is. I'm, mm. I'm sure there's some reason why it's happening. I'm, I'm not like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is an Academy Award-nominated film. In 2015, it was nominated for Best Visual Effects. It did not win. It lost to Ex Machina. No, it didn't. I read that Fair. wrong. It, it lost to Interstellar. Also fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. The other other nominees that year, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Guardians of the Galaxy, and X-Men Days of Future Past. Isn't that one bad? No, Days of Future Past is the last good one. Oh, my bad. Apocalypse my bad. is the really bad one. And Dark Phoenix. Mm. And The Last Stand. And Origins <laughs> Wolverine. There are, it's, there are a lot of bad ones. Okay. Anyway, Captain America. Do you remember the first time either of you saw this? It was today. Uh, not today. Yesterday for me. So. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I've seen it like five times mm-hmm. because I can never understand it. And then people always tell me it's the greatest Marvel movie. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just dumb. And then I rewatch it and I still don't understand it. So I, I, I don't like actually know. I feel people love it. I feel like people love it because Sebastian Stan is so fine and so is Chris Evans, and that's it. I think that people love it because it has a, a, a sheen of seriousness that other Marvel movies previously did not. Like, ooh, yeah, this is a spy drama. There's more prestige there. It's not really a spy drama. It's still just another mm. Marvel movie. Is this the start of Phase 2? Or what's the this start is, of Phase 2? The start of Phase 2 was Iron Man 2, and then Thor The Dark World, and then this. Sorry, Iron Man 3, not Iron Man 2. Oh, I actually liked Iron Man 3. Me too. <laughs> I feel like that's an underrated one. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I just have such a love-hate relationship with Captain America Winter Soldier because it does set up so much of, like, phase four. Like, mm-hmm. it, there's so much in this movie that you go back to. So, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just so, so complex. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to remember, I feel like. Um, I, I remember the first time that I watched this. I had come out in theaters in may or april of 2014 i didn't see it in theaters and then over the summer it had come out on dvd and i got the dvd from the library and me and my brother watched it um one night and we both thought wow that's not as good as people were hyping it up to be. I don't like it's fine, but it wasn't like the oh my god, this is a game changing superhero movie. Um, so that was my opinion on it for a while, and then a couple years ago, uh, before Endgame came out, I tried to watch all, all the Marvel movies before mm-hmm. the release of it. Mm-hmm. Because I was also in a play at the time where at one point I was off stage for two hours and 20 minutes. 
in between my scenes. So I was like, what I remember you doing this. Yeah, it was the rivals, the the bad Uh, British play. Uh, It was after my time. I didn't see that one. I'm sorry. Oh, I know. You told me you didn't see it. Did I? I saw it. You did. Yes. I I remember you telling me that you would like always watch a Marvel movie. Yeah, because I had time. I had two and a half hours between scenes. And it's not like I was only in the first and last scene. This play just took forever. Okay, Dan, in my defense, you're not selling it. No, you're not selling this play at all. Honestly, it's probably better that you didn't see it. Um, Oh, God. But I watched it again and I was like, maybe I was too harsh on it. So I watch it and afterwards I was like, it's good. I don't think it's game changing or great or anything. It's good. There are better. If I wanted a like a spy, there are better versions of every aspect of this movie. There are better Captain America movies. There are better straight up action movies. There are better political thrillers. There are better spy dramas. So this is like a instant mashed potato packet version of all of those. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like instant mashed potatoes. I do too. But That's there why are better. I do. But there are better versions of them. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna make your I own mean, mashed potatoes, potatoes girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean by the but, better version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say instance fine sometimes. Isn't that just your life motto? Instance fine sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into the movie. Let's do it to it. Oh, Actually, sorry. Also, wait. what's up? I was just going to say that when I was typing Captain America into my Disney Plus search bar, Camp Rock mm-hmm. did show up <gasps> ooh. as like the CA. And I was like, ooh, maybe I should watch Camp Rock instead because that I'm actually interested in rewatching. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a very different <laughs> episode for us here, I feel like. Right, right. So I just, that was the first note that I took was I want to watch Camp Rock instead. Fair. Um, before we get into the plot, this was the seventh highest grossing movie of 2014. Can either of you name the highest grossing movie? It's the only one this year that made a billion dollars. Um, 2014? Yes. Frozen was 2013, right? Yes. Okay. I can give you more hints if you want. I'm trying to think. I was a freshman in college. So I didn't see a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> Mallory, do you have any idea? Uh, something that hit over a billion dollars. I don't even it know. Is, it's not a Disney movie. Okay, good. Because my only gut instinct was Monsters University. I knew that wasn't right. So... Oh, God, I have no idea. I have no idea. Wolf of Wall Street, did that come out that year? You think that Wolf of Wall Street made a billion dollars? Yeah, all the <laughs> F-boys went and saw it. Is Jurassic uh, World? Jurassic is that... World is 2015. Wolf of Wall Street is 2013. Guesses. And also, I'm very interested in your thought process of Wolf of Wall Street has made a billion dollars. All the fuckboys have it on on repeat. A hard R, three hour long Scorsese movie. Yes. Okay. Um, 
I, here, I don't know. Here's a hint. It stars Mark Wahlberg. He did not star in any of the previous installments of this series. Oh, is it like Fast and Furious? No. Is he in those? I don't even know. He's not. <laughs> Damn, this is this is ugly, Dan. It is Transformers 4. Oh, oh wow. That made a billion dollars? That made Who made 1.1 billion dollars. Mark Wahlberg Interstellar himself came out was buying year. the tickets. Interstellar oh, was the 10th highest that. grossing movie. What about Gone Girl? Where'd mm. that come in at? Gone Girl is not in the top 10. <laughs> what about oh, Nightcrawler? I did not like that movie. Nightcrawler, I think, made like $5 million. What about American Sniper? Oh. American people Sniper. Oh. People did love American Sniper. Uh, Gone Girl made $370 million. Did not care for Gone Girl. Why? Tell us. Um, I thought it was boring <laughs> and long. American Sniper made $550 million. Hmm. The Hobbit 3 Boom. made $962 million. Wow. Which I, I feel like is low. <laughs> I don't know. I saw, I saw all those movies in theaters. I, I hated it. I did not like each... Each time they were, I saw them all on my birthday. I talk about this. Why? Um, I still don't understand why you went. And people talk about how Avatar had quote unquote no cultural impact, and then Avatar two made eight billion dollars. I feel like the Hobbit movies have just been forgotten about. Not in my house. Trust me. They should be though. Um, Gage wants us to do Hobbit Girl Summer, uh, where we watch all of the. Lord of the Rings movies, the extended edition, and The Hobbit. It's like a whole thing. He's been going on about it. He wanted me to tell you. I have my Hobbit feet in the other room. I just keep, yeah, anyway. So, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, (laughs) starts out. Anywho. And everybody's just running laps. One of the the most iconic scenes in Marvel history. That's true. I like was confused when this started because I was like, did I forget something? Because I've seen Falcon Winter Soldier and I know they referenced this scene in that, I think. Maybe it wasn't that. I don't know. I, I felt like I'd seen this before. I was disoriented when the movie opened. It gets referenced a lot. In yeah, future. they say on the left in basically every future Marvel movie. Or yeah. On the left. Okay. Um, so Captain America, Chris Evans, Steve Rogers. Whatever first name you want to give him. Um, He's running around, and he keeps passing Anthony Mackie, who plays Sam Wilson. And Sam Wilson is getting pissed off because Captain America is lapping, is basically doing sprints. He runs a marathon in, like, an hour and a half. Iconic. Early in the morning. One could only dream to have the ability and willpower. Uh, But they end up becoming friends. He tells him to listen to Trouble Man by Marvin Gaye. And... I want to, I want you guys to think about Captain America's list of things that he needs to catch up on and see if there are any that uh, stand out a little bit. Steve Jobs was on there. The one yeah. that I wrote down was Rocky because I recently watched Rocky and I did not like Rocky. <laughs> okay. And did so... Did one say... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say that I, I, I don't want to get into Rocky. Never mind. <laughs> So the one, oh, sorry, go ahead. The, the list, uh, I Love Lucy is number one. As it should, and then am I wrong? Number two is The Moon Landing. Oh, yeah. That's, that's kind of wild. Berlin Wall. 
Um, the like building and the falling was in parentheses. Yes. <laughs> mm. Steve Jobs and Apple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Disco. Is that what that said? Because I read it really fast and I thought it said Picasso and I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> yo, 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 check out this painter, man. You got to look him up. I was like, when did, hang on. This is going to bother me. So I'm going to look up. It does look like, it because... looks like it says Pisco. Yes. Well, I always Picasso also died would... in like the 70s, I think. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He was definitely alive. Okay. Guernica was in 1937. He was alive yes. for Picasso. Okay, continue. Uh, Thai food, Star Wars, oh. and Star Trek. Uh, the so not the Beatles, but Nirvana. Of any band you know, that you need to check out, it's Nirvana. He just he's ran he's into an, a Nirvana fan. He's an all American boy. I guess. Uh-huh. He said, British invasion? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then Rocky and the Trouble Man soundtrack. Mm. So. Mm. Also, in different countries, they changed the list. Yeah, Gage told me that. Like in... I'm curious. uh, Spain, the number one thing to look up is Rafa Nadal. It wasn't Picasso. Interesting. Uh, but Star Wars and Star Trek are on every list. Oh, that's kind of nice. Worldwide sensation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, they become friends, and then different haircut. Natasha Romanoff, Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Nope, Scarlet Johansson. <laughs> hey. They're- I'm mostly laughing because I get them confused all the time too. And I love Scarlet Witch. I would say she's one of my favorite characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I still am always like, there's Natasha Romanoff. And Gage is like, Wanda Maximoff, you dummy. (laughs) Uh, So she pops up and they all drive away because they have a mission to go on. Uh, A boat has been taken over by former UFC fighter George St. Pierre. And they need to get a flash drive. And, and well, that's, really that's, that's Natasha's mission. Yeah, Steve needs to save all the people on there. Natasha Which is an important drive. detail in the grand scheme of this that's specific true. plot. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so they have hostages. Uh, Captain America fights everybody. And Natasha gets all the files from the computer. And she says she's been given a different mission by Nick Fury. Uh oh, what's going on? Mystery, intrigue, the Cold War. Wait, what? Nuh-uh. <laughs> yes, it's the new Cold War. Do you think there was ever a rivalry between ice cream companies that the press called the Cold War? I hope so. If not, I'm going like to start an Hagen- ice cream company and threaten to fight Hagen- Ben and Jerry's. Yes, yes! I was just going to say, Hagenas and Ben and Jerry's. They're fighting. <laughs> um, so, a pirate throws a grenade at them. They jump through a window. It explodes. Whatever. They rescue some people. They don't rescue others. Maybe. They don't really... They kind of gloss over that, whether or not the people were totally saved. Uh, because honestly, it doesn't matter. Because they're all just mooks. 
And unless they're sexy, I don't care. <laughs> Mood. I will say the the fight scene is good. Mm-hmm. And this is one of Captain America's best like outfits and shield combinations. I would agree. Like the yes. gray, dark navy, kind of matte. Is, it's a shame that best. it only lasts for like two and a half scenes. Yeah, it's only mm-hmm. that fight scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, I think that this is where the like Marvel style of fight scenes kind of jumps the shark and they get worse from here and harder to follow. Like in the boat raid, I can tell what's going on most of the time. But then after mm-hmm. this movie, it a lot of the fights, I'm like, they cut like nine times on a punch. That might be one or two too many. It probably is. Yeah. Uh, So they get back to the S.H.I.E.L.D.'s headquarters. The stupidly named Triskelion. I don't even know who that is. Sounds like It's not a person. It's the name of the building. What building? Uh, that sounds like the a Shield Headquarter building that only exists yeah. in this movie. Why don't they just call Shield Headquarters? Right? How hard is that? Huh. Um. So Steve confronts Nick Fury, and he gets told about Project Insight, which is the dumbest name ever because <laughs> it's so vague yet needs to be so specific for this plot. Yeah, and. Basically, what Project Insight is, it's a number of helicarriers that are linked to satellites that will preemptively eliminate threats. Mm-hmm. So it's like a combination of the Minority Report precognition and the Dark Knight's global spy network through cell phones and also the Patriot Act. Um oh. And the whole moral question that it would be a lot more interesting if they actually delve deep into it was who decides who is a threat? But they only kind of go surface level on it. That's like a very interesting philosophical concept. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. This should have been brought up in my... uh... My uh, philosophy, philosophy of superheroes. Of superheroes. Yes. <laughs> Got to mention it again. Got to work it in when I can, you know? See, my problem with that conversation about mm-hmm. the when Nick was telling Cap, you had to listen to every single detail of what he was saying <laughs> because it never comes up again. You just have to, you have to understand exactly what is happening to understand literally the rest of the plot. Because if you don't pick up on on that conversation and understand it, then the rest of the film, just like, you're so confused. That's true. See, I'm going to be honest with you once again. This is why I'm grateful I have Gage to uh, stop and go, did you get that? (laughs) Did you see what just happened? Because he's not doing it because he's trying to patronize me. He's doing it because he knows I'll miss it. We've been together long enough that he knows. (laughs) That's good. I, th- I think I paused yeah. after that and had to like make sure that I understood what they were saying. Yeah. I, meanwhile, I heard and I was like, "Man, that sounds like a lot." Anyway, back it to only, the movie. It only builds. <laughs> <sighs> uh, 
Uh, so the most dangerous thing in a movie happens, and that is a main character driving alone and having a decently good time because Nick Fury is driving no to meet Maria Hill, and then he gets ambushed. The way I screamed. Ambushed by assailants, fake cops, S.H.I.E.L.D. Who are they? We but don't you know, know for another hour and a half. That's true. You know who else he gets ambushed by? <laughs> who? A mysterious assassin called the Winter Soldier. Ooh. I was really proud of myself because I didn't know anything about, like, why Bucky was called the Winter Soldier. And I was like, I bet he's Russian. <laughs> and Kate was like, whoa, Anna. <laughs> Don't get too crazy guessing the plot. I'm I got it. I nailed it. I'm really disappointed they didn't have him talk in a horrible Russian accent. <gasps> Can you imagine? You know me. They should No, I that. don't. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Um, so he escapes his apparent death. And shows up in Steve's apartment where, you know what he's listening to? It's been a long, long time. The song that he dances with his Ugh. wife to, whose name I cannot think of right now. Peggy. He dances Peggy? with Peggy to it. Spoiler. At the end oh. of yeah, I didn't know that, Dion. <laughs> I did know he goes back in time to be with her. Don't worry. You didn't actually spoil Oops. it. Oops. Sorry, I'm spoiling things on this well, rewatch podcast. <laughs> Dion. Two phases. <laughs> it's okay. That's still beautiful. I mean, I once again, I was like, is she going to die in this movie? I thought she so. did. I was Gage so convinced that she died in this one. I think she dies Gage in the next so one, right? She does. Yeah. It, yeah. Another spoiler, then he makes out with her niece at like basically it's at the funeral. Behavior. That's crusty behavior. <laughs> I was so I was waiting for it and I was like, oh, it didn't happen. Damn. It's not like I was excited. I was excited to not like it. Well, another day. Um, so shield has been compromised. And he gives Steve the flash drive with the ship's data. Uh, and then in surgery, Nick Fury is pronounced dead. That had me shook. Anytime a character dies honest, in the first act of a movie, they're not, they're not really, really dead. dead. Second act. They might be. Pinnacle point of a second act? Absolutely. The only time I can think about a major character dying in the first act of a movie and having it be serious is Uncle Ben. Well. Yeah. Versus someone dying like in the first scene of a movie as like the inciting incident. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Hell yeah, I am. Yeah, don't take that too seriously that I just said <laughs> that, but... Ah, I love analyzing media. Um, so, the next day, Steve is summoned back to S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters. Um, but when he won't tell Robert Redford about what happened to Nick Fury and where he is... Because Nick Fury was also like having surgery in some secret underground base. He has a whole secret, separate S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters that he built for himself. Um, and Robert Redford is the figurehead of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Wait, is that who that is? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Interesting. Who did, did you 
have a thought of who else it was? Or were you just like, man, no, that just guy looks didn't familiar? No, it was somebody famous. No. Oh, you thought you didn't think he looked familiar? No, I was like, <laughs> I've never seen this man in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's Robert Redford. He's only in this movie, and he did it because his grandkids like superhero movies. Oh, okay. I love that. Right? That's really sweet. Yeah. Um, also, horrible dyed hair. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be like really that, right? Oh, if you look at pictures of him for long enough, which I do all the time, it doesn't <laughs> look do. good. What? What? What's the question? Gazing at Robert Redford for fun just to pass the time. What else am I going to do? Be alone with my thoughts? I can be alone with Robert yes. Redford. El- elderly Robert Redford. Not young pictures of him. Like current day. Mid 80s. You like him as is. I get it. I like an older man. I get it. I get it. Um, so Steve is branded a fugitive from justice and he is then getting, he goes in an elevator with shield agents. Um, another iconic scene. Yeah. And he says, before we get started, does anyone want to get out? That had me kind of clutching my pearls. Why was it kind of hot? Oh, it was so hot. It is kind yeah, of Yeah, I was kind of yeah. like, oh, He just, like, okay. he stood his ground and was confident. It we was, that. It did something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is a Bucky household, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Before we get started, would anyone like to get out? I'd like to come in. You got room for one more, big guy? <laughs> um, so he overpowers them. He knocks everyone out. Uh, and then he escapes the elevator. By jumping through the glass window uh, and falling down to the ground. I do have some questions about the physics of him surviving a fall like that. Yeah, okay, Dan, thank you for bringing it up. Because I was like, I know he's a super soldier. How did his forearm not snap? Right? Physics still exists. I... America explained. That was the one thing that I did not question. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. How did his bones survive? He had the shield, too. That's true. Yeah, but his arm. But, he hit the shield on his arm. But I, I just think going back to our professional wrestling <laughs> knowledge. Yes, okay. Of when you like spread out, when you take a hit. You, That's true. You want the impact to be all over your body. Okay. And I mm-hmm. feel like Do you think- the vibranium is the strongest metal in the world. And I feel like that took most of the impact. And then he was like so curled up in a ball that like the rest <laughs> of his body just like, like it evenly spread across his body. Okay, That's I how I that. think that. I don't know. Okay. And- no, I can see that. And it's, now that you mention it. When I think of a soft place to land, obviously my first thought is a concrete sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll yeah. really soften the blow. Um, so he runs out of the garage, gets his motorcycle, and evades a bunch of obstacles. He plays Frogger, basically, on a motorcycle. Um, and then a jet emerges, tries to shoot him out. He throws his shield into the engines, hops over it. Slow motion. Hooray, he escapes. Okay, one thing I would like to point out is before Nick died when they were back in the apartment Uh and Nick shows him the phone that says S.H.I.E.L.D. has been compromised. Yes. If you don't 
read that, or if you don't recognize that, then you are utterly confused the rest of this way. You're like, why is S.H.I.E.L.D. trying to frame Cap? Your issue is you have to pay attention in a movie. But it's... (laughs) (laughs) No, my issue is they sometimes tell you the plot in really like complicated ways that you have to pay attention to what they're literally telling you. Or they show you too much and you have to pay attention to what they're showing you. And in my days of film studies, you should really do one or the other. You shouldn't do both. Amen. You preach it, Mallory. Yeah. Uh, If you want a simple plot point, you should do one or the other. Yeah. Only cowards use subtext. I mean, everything should be text. I'm fine with subtext. (laughs) Then I know to pay attention, but. Yeah. I don't know. It was just so it's, like the, it's a bit the, this movie is a bit too nuanced for me. That's like if you aren't actively listening and watching every detail, then you won't entirely understand every detail. So you're later okay. On. Yeah. You're cool with, with the the scenes between Bucky and Steve, um, which have a very dead poet society level of homoerotic subtext between them. Nice. That's cool. But details, the plot details that you have to pay attention to gather, you're done with those. Throw them out. No, I'm fine with plot details (laughs) as long as it comes back up again. You can't just have Nick show a phone and say S.H.I.E.L.D. has been compromised and then immediately go into S.H.I.E.L.D. framing Cap because we have to know the detail that S.H.I.E.L.D. was compromised. Or else it's, like, so confusing. Okay. Like, you just I, want reinforcement. I think, yes. I think every detail is only shared once, and it builds on each other. That if you miss one detail at one point, then you're confused about how it's building. You want, like, a Columbo end-of-episode recap. But it's also happening constantly. Where there's just a man in a trench coat coming into frame and going... Now, one more thing. (laughs) I just feel like, yeah, I feel like there's just too many details that you need to keep track of. That if you you make it a little simpler about maybe like why S.H.I.E.L.D. is being compromised and then how Cap is like morally dealing with it because he has a whole conversation with Peggy about like, is S.H.I.E.L.D. like the right place for me? And like, should I actually be doing this or should I retire? And then he goes and like talks to Sam and stuff. And that is never, ever brought back up in Captain America's existence ever again. He never questions leaving S.H.I.E.L.D. except for that one point. That's true. And then I forgot my my main argument there, but. (laughs) 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 But You were passionate about it. I was. I was like. (laughs) Like you were saying before, these moral like philosophies come into play, and then we never go deeper ever. And I feel like that's more interesting than these really nuanced details. Yes, I agree. Uh, anyway, back to the nuanced details. Um, so, Steve earlier he had gone to the hospital to visit Peggy, um, and the unfortunately there was not a explicit sex scene between thirty something year old Captain America and 80-something-year-old Peggy Carter. Um, Dan! What? I said, unfortunately. Are you being ageist? No! Yes! Okay, love is love, Anna, and you need to get over your own prejudices. 
I can't. Also, her age makeup was bad. Was really that didn't bad. sit well with me. Her hair was so perfect, too. I'm like, there is no 80-year-old woman on her deathbed where her hair looks that amazing. Right? I was like, have y'all ever been to a nursing home? Because... The only other 80-year-old women that have hair that good are the four women who are starring in 80 for Brady. Otherwise, okay, it's all just Okay, that looks like such a fun around. movie. That movie looks like it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to see it. Well, it comes out today, so... Really? Hot dog. No wonder I saw so many ads for it today. Um, so, they had hidden the USB drive in a vending machine. It's gone. What happened to it? Um, Natasha has it. What a fake out. Uh, They then have to go on the run and try to figure out what's happening with it. They take the flash drive to a mall. They're disguised as a couple. Oh, how cute. Um, And they go to an Apple store because there's nowhere better to look up classified information than a shopping mall Apple store on a 2014 MacBook Pro. One, a lot of trust that a Mac program could run whatever software is on that flash drive. Well, see, that's... Okay, hold on, Dan. That's the problem. They couldn't get into the software. Did you know that? (laughs) 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 It's so nuanced, you might have not picked up on it. (laughs) Thank you, Columbo. Oh, Lord. (laughs) No, like, okay. So she is, like, explaining everything that she's doing while Cap is being, like, flirty with the Apple guy. Yeah. While Some more the dead she- poet society. While the subtext. S.H.I.E.L.D. agents are coming. There's a lot happening in that scene, and she's explaining, like, how they can't get into the flash drive. So she's going to then track where the flash drive was located or, like, made. Mm-hmm. And then that's why they go to New Jersey. Like, there was a lo- there's a lot happening. And you have to understand. <laughs> And pay attention. <laughs> so they they do go to New Jersey. Um, they end up at Camp Lehigh, which is Steve's old training base. Also, before this, Natasha kisses Steve in the elevator. Um, uh, yeah. Turned off. You were turned off? Not for me. I was. It was on an escalator, not an but... elevator. Oh. oh. Oh, sorry. It's on a 45-degree elevator. An open air, forty five degree <laughs> elevator. They were actually just being shot to the floor. <laughs> it was in a cannon. Uh, no, it's not for me because their age gap is not big enough. Damn. Again, I want thirty year olds <laughs> and eighty year olds. I mean, she he is ninety five technically, right? I, uh, yeah, I guess. But like his ge- yeah. genetically, he stopped aging. Yeah. So come on. So the age gap is there, sir. Uh, the very kink you're asking for. I guess. I'll take the L on this one. Um, As you should. They go into Camp Lehigh. Steve briefly pictures himself as a small version of him. Um, and he has a waving through the window moment with his younger self. I've learned to slam on the brick. <laughs> um. They find a supercomputer, which has the consciousness of the Mook from the second or from the first movie, Armin Zola, Arnim Armin, I don't care, Toby Jones, uh, who was responsible for building Red Skull's weapons. 
And he had turned himself into a computer in 1972 when he was given a terminal illness. And Hydra was formed because humanity couldn't be trusted with its own freedom. And no, Operation was, Paperclip. He was recruited by S.H.I.E.L.D., though. That's true. And then he was the Hydra person inside in S.H.I.E.L.D. Shield. So he, he played he, yeah. both sides. He was brought over in Operation Paperclip, which is the real U.S. Army operation that brought over Nazi scientists to then be a part of U.S. government projects. Uh, there are some moral quandaries there, but there's a whole bunch mm-hmm. of documentaries and books about that. Um, and since then, S.H.I.E.L.D. has only been a front for HYDRA. They've been influencing history from the shadows. They killed the Tony way- Stark's parents. Did they kill JFK? Probably. The Cuban Missile screaming. Crisis? Maybe that was just S.H.I.E.L.D. Who knows? Did anybody else chuckle, like, a little bit when, um... Because this is the part where... They're talking to what's-his-face, right? The robot or the computer? Yeah. yeah. The robot, yeah. So did anybody else chuckle when um, Captain America's like slammed the computer screen and then he popped, the robot popped up on another screen? Yes, that was funny. It got me. Okay, I just had to share. <laughs> I'm horrible with names in case you couldn't tell or in case you forgot or you're new here. But. <laughs> um, so there's one more bombshell that he has to reveal. Uh, he sent a missile, and it's going to take them all out in 30 seconds. Ugh. Mallory, was that detail obvious enough for you? Yeah, but it like didn't <laughs> It didn't have any other repercussions. They just went no. into a hole. <laughs> yeah, they, they go into a hole. It was just dramatic for dramatic sake. Well, it's also dramatic, and then it's the, the similar thing to, like, no one will believe you. Because the computer with all of the dude's consciousness was destroyed. So who's going to believe that this second-hand Nazi scientist was brought over to the U.S. to be a part of S.H.I.E.L.D., built Hydra, and then has been running history from the background? Who's the gaslighting of it all. Does that mean that when Steve goes to learn about the Berlin Wall, both the rise and the fall, has that all been orchestrated by Hydra? The entire thing? It would appear so. They're kind of dumb. Hydra? Hydra's kind of dumb. A lot of world history is just because of a lot of dumb things that happened. Yeah. They're pretty dumb. I would agree with you. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have anything to add. I just... Yeah. Um, So... The Winter Soldier has also been their primary assassin this time. And they realize that Pierce has been Hydra's leader within S.H.I.E.L.D. The leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the leader of Hydra. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Mm. Um, I've never seen that movie. I haven't either. I'm just vibing with you. It's Ace Ventura. I didn't know what you said either. Oh. Oh. I haven't seen that. I know somebody who has a dog named Ace Ventura, but that's as close as I got. They need to come up with a more original dog name. No, it's cute. (laughs) Does it have like a really slicked up hair? No, it's a chihuahua. (laughs) Why is it not named Beverly Hills? Okay. 
Okay, just name it George Lopez and call it a day. <laughs> uh, so, Steve and Natasha enlist the help of Sam, um, and they acquire the Falcon wing pack that he used when he was in the Air Force. Um, it's an exoskeleton. It's wings. It's Red Bull. Pause for laughs. Red Bull gives you wings. Thank you. <laughs> That's the opposite of what I'm going for. I'm going for gasps, not sighs. A gasp is a reverse Sorry. sigh. Oh my god, Dan, yeah. that was so funny and so original. You, I know you're being sarcastic, but you know what? All the words still meant what they meant. Mallory, it's going right to his head. <laughs> People who both use and understand subtext are cowards. Everything is surface level. Wow. Uh. Uh, oop. Oop. What happened? Oop. You both said uh at the same time. <laughs> uh, so they caps, capture Jasper Sitwell, uh, who's been a Hydra mole, and they get him to tell them that Zola has been developing a data mining algorithm that can identify individuals who are threats to Hydra. So that's how they discover who's a threat. Whoever's going to hurt Hydra. And based on what we've learned, this is also 2014 level AI. Based on what we know about 2023 level AI, I think there are some false positives going on in there. Uh Uh-oh. But anyway. I I didn't notice this when I had previously watched the movies, but whenever they were talking about, like, people who are going to be threats, they name-dropped Stephen Strange, and I didn't pick up on that. That's true. They did. And he doesn't come for another six movies. And I was like, wow. And he wasn't... I looked at this up. He wasn't Doctor Strange at the time. He was just a high-powered surgeon. Oh. This was another time in which Gage went, did you catch that? Did you catch that? So I, you know... Didn't catch it. I did not <laughs> know it was because, because it wasn't it's a nuanced detail. Yeah. I didn't uh, put two and two together that he wasn't Doctor Strange yet, though. I was just like, ah, there he is. So the purpose of the helicarriers is to sweep the globe and use satellite-guided guns to eliminate their enemies. Uh, God. But then, suddenly, so... the gang, who are currently holding Sitwell over a building... Uh, they get ambushed by the Winter Soldier. Sitwell dies. Um, and then... Does he? I think he does. No, he doesn't. I wish he did. I feel More like they just leave him on the roof or something. Know. One of the two. He, Schrodinger's Sitwell. He's either dead or he's not. I don't know. I need to watch the movie again. Aren't we all either dead or we're not? Man. We're all Schrodinger's cat. Yep. Um, so they get ambushed by the Winter Soldier, and Steve recognizes him as Bucky. Oh. And when he takes his mask off, and then they go into tongue kiss, full-throated. I wish. At least in the fanfic script that I wrote. Nice. I'd I'd read that. Gage was getting annoyed because I kept referring to Bucky as Buckington, so that's, (laughs) I was like, Buckington, is that you? Have you seen the video of the Buckingham Palace guards just trucking a child? Excuse me? Yeah. So, like, the Buckingham Palace, the dumb-looking guards with the hats, um, 
they have like a set marching place that they cannot deviate from and there was like a six-year-old child in their path and they just destroyed him (laughs) i'd support that to be honest (laughs) oh god they kept walking don't really know how to react or process that, but I will do the best I can. Anyway, that's what Buckington reminded me of. Buckington Barnes the Third is yes. his full name. Um, so Bucky doesn't recognize him, uh, but he was survived due to Zola exp- experimentation, and he's been brainwashed and frozen to perform Hydra's missions. That was kind of sad and a little intense. I like the shirtless parts, though. Oh, well, he's, like, locked into the chair and they do the brainwashing thing and he just starts screaming. Yeah, but he's, like, shirtless. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's like me at the dentist. You're shirtless at the dentist? <laughs> yeah. They allow that? Is it encouraged? Wait, what do you mean they allow that? Like, you've been um, trying to get shirtless at the dentist and they won't let you? Yeah, they always tell me to put my clothes back on. <laughs> what? I, I thought I was here for a cavity check. Thank you. Dan. <laughs> Again, the opposite. I'm going for the opposite of that. Um, this is why Gage said you can't speak at our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I can't? Like, or you're going to stop me if I try to? Both. <laughs> Excuse me, I have a speech and I bring out my own speaker and microphone. No, sir, <laughs> sir, please sit down. <laughs> Don't worry. There'll be no subtext in this. Um, Dear Lord. So, Maria Hill managed to get the trio to a safe house where Fury is alive. Wow. And he plans to sabotage the saboteurs and destroy the helicarriers by replacing their controller chips. He's wild. And this is now the plot of The Departed, Martin Scorsese's Oscar-winning 2006 film, where they're talking about semiconductors. Oh, no. Don't worry. Uh, if you have trouble following the plot of this, Mallory, don't watch The Departed. I've never seen The Departed. I'm just having a lot of trouble following what all these words mean right now. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I'm trying to give you the experience that Mallory had watching this for the first time. Thank you. I mean, I didn't have quite this many problems when I watched it the first time, but now you're saying it back to me and I'm realizing there's a lot I missed and my brain hurts. Oh, do, I wrote it down, all of the plots, if you want me to re-jot for you. We're two-thirds of the way the through end. going no, through the plot. No, I'm just saying, okay, well, like, plot A is, well, mm-hmm. I mean, plot A of the first half is getting the file and then getting mm-hmm. into the file, which we don't mm-hmm. learn mm-hmm. what the file does until an hour in. Love that. And then... But we have to understand what Project Insight is to understand mm-hmm. what the file does, which you have to keep up with. And then, like, plot mm. B is the whole Bucky thing. And then, like, Nick's death and Hydra being compromised. And then plot C is, like, getting Captain America a date is a subplot that they wanted to keep talking about. <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. So th- I'll, those are, I'll have those you are know. my plots. The C-plot could have been resolved very easily the moment that he and the Winter Soldier first get eye to eye. I thought you were going to say with Peggy. (laughs) I mean, this could have been about Lothario, Captain America, ladies' man. Ew. 
going from woman to woman to man to man. To, I just basically everyone he comes in contact with. He would never whore around that much. Uh, I probably would have read my script. I would have liked him better oh, if he did, oh. probably. I mean, it would be a lot of fun. It's a, you know, we'd see a little bit more of America's butt. Yeah, the my script is about how Captain America keeps hooking up with civil service workers. Um, oh my god! And it is called Captain America: Civil Whore. <gasps> I mean. Wait, that's a great title. <laughs> yeah, wait, I'm like a little bit shook right now. But also, how you get information in the U.S. government is you got to do that sometimes. There's that's no, true. there's no I nice way work. to get the deep information. You got to go deep. You got to go real deep. Yeah. Um, oh my God, I have to go shower. We got to end this. We assume all of Steve Rogers grew, correct? I hope so. Yes. Oh my God! Y'all are wild. I said this was a Bucky Barnes house. Oh, the vapors are getting to me, and this is unlike me to be so prudish. So the World Security Council arrives to watch the helicarriers launch, and they all are given badges or like things to put in their ear that basically are like, "Hey, yeah, uh, you'll be safe when you you'll be able to go through any badge thing." Um, obviously, that's not going to be important, Steve broadcasts Hydra's plot to everybody at the headquarters. Hold on, hold on. Natasha. You totally... What did I I miss? You totally just glossed over Danny Pudi's iconic role. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, Danny Pudi (laughs) appears uh, as like an FAA agent, basically, like air traffic control. Yeah. It was a serve, though. He served. He bodied that role. He had multiple lines. He opened a door. That's true. Get that marble yeah. check, Danny. We support. And now he's on DuckTales. Look at him. <laughs> Iconic. He's climbing his way up the Disney ladder. Uh, so Natasha, as it turns out, has been disguised as one of the council members this entire time. and That had me shook, Dan. Did it? Yes. Honestly, I, I like, didn't, re- I didn't remember that when I watched it again this time. I was like, oh, that's fun. Well, Gage was like, do you recognize this person? I was like, no, I've never seen this woman before in my life. And then she transformed. He was like, now do you recognize her? I was like, oh, my God. I don't know. It just shocked me. I just I was very shocked. Uh, so Nick Fury arrives and he forces Pierce to unlock the S.H.I.E.L.D. database so that they can leak classified information and expose Hydra to the public because the only thing that can stop nefarious government plots is internet concern. Did you pick in this world? Did you pick up on when they were showing like all of the people that were threats that the president of the United States was on that list? Wow. <laughs> and that they were going to kill him. This is yeah. I mean it's that's basically J Edgar Hoover. That was his whole thing. He always had he always had files on the president, so they could never. He always had power over them. Yikes! Uh, which I guess is accurate. Uh, so, after a struggle, Fury eventually shoots Pierce. Hooray! Um, and they've stormed Helicarriers. They replace chips. Bucky destroys Sam's suit, and then he and Steve are fighting. They're rolling. 
They're going back and forth. They're getting all up in each other's business. They're kissing. They're caressing. They're gripping. They're shucking. Hair flying. Yeah. I said the words, yeah, I just, Gage told me there's going to be man buns in the future. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. So you you you're both in on man buns. I it depends. I'm pro man bun. I can picture bun. it on. You are pro man bun. Yeah, I especially on brunettes. Sorry, Dan. I yes. No, I'm right there with you. Yeah. A brunette man bun. Blondes are hit and miss, but brunette. Yes. Yeah. You are speaking my language, girl. <laughs> My issue with man buns, it's a whole personal issue, is that if I ever grew my hair out long enough, I would never pull my hair back into something because it would reveal Mm -hmm. my hairline. Dan! (laughs) And I can't be doing that. Like, I can't be... I I can't be having this going around. Yeah. (laughs) My my strong American you at the top of my head. No, No, that's got to be covered up. you could always be like my dad and just rock the cul-de-sac. And Again, I don't have that. I don't you have a cul-de-sac. Day. One day you might. I have the same hairline as my dad, who has a full head of hair, except on his temples. Oh. Oh, Anna's Jester dog has just appeared. Hi. Jester she's is being, slapping she's her. my hand under the table. <laughs> she wants to play. She's biting my hand under the table. I'll play with her when I'm done. Well, we're almost done. We're almost done, Stink. Uh, the two of them are fighting, and Steve refuses to fight Bucky um, as he is. Because that's his boyfriend. Yeah. As the ship collides with the building, Steve falls into the river, and Bucky rescues him before disappearing into the woods. I That part had me screaming. I literally went, I know Bucky rescued him. I know it. Because I looked away when he was rescued, and Gage said, <laughs> did you see who rescued him? So I guessed it. Iconic <laughs> behavior. It is honestly the ideal uh, one night stand where at the end of it, the man disappears into the woods. Because is one, that, not what all that means you have woods nearby. Mm-hmm. And two, they're large enough to disappear with it. It's mostly a, a location thing. Mm. This is giving very cottage core, Dan. I'm a little twee. Okay. That's the end of that sentence. Um, Okay. (laughs) So there are then government hearings. Natasha appears before a Senate committee to defend her and Steve. And Nick heads to Eastern Europe to pursue Hydra's remaining people. Steve and Sam go to find Bucky. And that's basically the end of the movie. Yep. And then there's a credit scene. Um, I forgot about that. Hydra- I didn't watch that. <laughs> I forgot yeah, that they it, do that. It, yeah, in the mid-credit scene, Baron Wolfgang von Strucker says that the Age of Miracles has begun with two superhuman subjects, Quicksilver uh, and the Scarlet Witch. The way I screamed. The scream I scrumped. I was very excited. Quicksilver gives me anxiety. I don't like him. But I like Scarlet Witch. You you don't like any version of him? Like not even the X-Men, I like Evan, Evan Peters. Peters version of him? I like Evan Peters. There we go. <laughs> I like Evan Peters. I like them then, both. I don't, I don't like the Aaron Taylor Johnson version. 
Sorry, I'm just I'm just pro Aaron Taylor Johnson right now. I heard he cheated on his wife. Are you pro his wife or are you pro because he cheated on his wife? I'm pro because he cheated. Don't we think she groomed him? Yes, which is why we are (laughs) anti-wife. That's what I thought, but I wanted to make sure that I was agreeing for the right purposes. We are briefly anti-monogamy. I just pro cheating in this instance only. This is the only time. Break free from your shackles. In the post credit scene, Bucky goes to visit his memorial at the Smithsonian. Blah, blah, blah. That's the movie. That's Captain America, the Winter Soldier. So We made it. You said it, got, you said it got nominated for something? Best visual effects. Which seems insane to me. Because there was literally the one scene where Cap is looking at his younger version of himself or something. Mm-hmm. And it looks worse than in the first movie. Like his it does, he- his correct. head is so large. <laughs> yeah, it's it was cringe. Um, so anyway, after we've gone through the plot point by point, so we couldn't miss anything. What are y'all's we made thoughts? It. Mallory, you go first, girl. <laughs> You're the guest. I don't know. It's such a love-hate relationship with me because it, it sets up so much for future stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just can't. what was that? <laughs> Sorry, were you listening to an Obama speech? What was that? No, I opened up a text from my mom, but it opened up my Facebook, and I don't know. Phones are dumb. Okay, is what I'm saying. Anyway, Sorry about that, Mallory. <laughs> um, it's just a bit too complex for me I guess and I feel like I have a good media literacy stance Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. and this is just a bit too or it's it's trying to do too much for me but performances I think are good sometimes the visual effects are good I think the action scenes were all really good so I, I think I gave it a three out of five. Okay. Anna? Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot to comprehend. And if you're like me and you're bad, your attention span is about two seconds long. This is not going to be <laughs> great. I liked it. I liked the butts. <laughs> Costumes were great. <laughs> They were. No, I liked it. I liked it. But I think it helped having Gage here because I definitely would not have picked up on like half the nuancey things that were being said because that's just me, a casual fan. Sue me. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just like Mallory was saying, there's just a lot of little things going on and it just gets to be a little overwhelming. Okay, that's fair. Um, Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I my issue is there's a better version of this movie. There's a better version of all the movies that this movie wants to be. Are you going to say The Gray Man? No. Uh, (laughs) That's the best version. (gasps) But, so I'm, like, it's like reading a book that was cut down to be for teen audiences. Like, you know how sometimes (laughs) they will release a separate version of a book with some plots removed or, like, Try to make it a little simpler so people will understand it. It's like that, but for a bunch of other better movies. 
Oh. So it's I still think it's good, but it could be better. Out like performance-wise, most people are good. Robert Redford is definitely doing this for his grandkids. Not a not a you lot know. of depth in that performance. Um I don't totally believe that he knows he believes the words that he's saying. Like he knows the <laughs> meaning of what he's saying, but he knows those words and boy can he say them cuz he's a good actor. Um, he knows what money is. <laughs> I think the the Nick Fury fake outs are eh, kind of dumb. Obviously, he's not going to die. He's way too large of a character to die in the second Captain America movie. Anna's currently getting mauled by her dog. No, she just wanted to say hi. I have a cat just, behind this me. This is her bedtime. <gasps> Gorgeous. Name? What's the name? His name is Fred. Fred. Hello, Fred. Yeah. And he's very friendly. <laughs> 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 he had butted the microphone. Um, I do have some trivia for y'all. Ooh. So go hang out with We're your ready. animals for a second while I pull it up. Okay. Jester's not cooperating. I thought maybe she would turn around, but she just is. So, yeah. Robert Redford said that he wanted to be in the movie because he could also play a villain. This is the first time he really played a villain in a movie. Otherwise, he's always been the cute boy hero up until his 70s. Life is so hard for him. (laughs) Always the cute hero. Uh, While the movie is mostly set in Washington, D.C., it was filmed in Cleveland. Ohio? (laughs) Ohio. I'm having an allergic reaction as we speak. That's Come on just down to Cleveland silly. Town, everyone. Come and look at both of, both our, buildings. of our buildings. <laughs> um, the film was explicitly inspired by Three Days of Condor, which also starred Robert Redford, The Parallax View, and Marathon Man. Um, in the fight on the highway between Cap and Bucky, there is a shot of Bucky doing a knife flip. <laughs> Ah, uh, that was the sexiest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's a real I'm knife sorry, flip. I'm sorry, everyone. Genuine What'd knife flip. It was really no tricks. good. I clocked it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I literally said to Gage, close your eyes. And he said, why? I was like, I'm thirsting. I'm thirsting really hard right now. I don't want you to see me like <laughs> Um. This was the Russo brothers' first movie, basically. First mainstream movie. Previously, they had mostly been known for their work on... um, Actually, it's not the first mainstream movie. It's the first action movie. Because they had previously directed You, Me, and Dupree with Owen Wilson. Mm. But they also directed a bunch of episodes of Arrested Development and Community. (gasps) Okay, I think I knew that because I love Arrested Development. I knew that about Community. Yes. Um, a couple of people who were considered to play Sharon Carter, who seemed like she was going to have a much bigger role in the series, then basically nothing happened with her. Um, Anna Kendrick, Felicity Jones, Allison Bree, Amelia Clark, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Elizabeth Olsen, and Karen Gillan. There's a lot of people in there that I wasn't expecting to hear. There's a lot of big names. They yeah, are, Elizabeth yeah. Olsen, she got a better end of the deal out of this. Yeah, seriously. So did Karen Gillen. Is that how you pronounce it? Is it Gillen? 
What? How did I say? How was it supposed to be said? I thought it was Gillen. I'm a bad Doctor Who fan. I thought it was Gillen. Is she in Doctor Who? Yeah, yeah. she was uh, Matt, Matt Smith's Smith. companion. Anyway, Michael B. Jordan auditioned for Sam. Oh my! He's better. As, he's even better hotter. as Killmonger, I think. Uh, oh, you think he's hot? Do I think I Michael think B. Jordan is hot? is hot? No, not Michael B. Jordan. Anthony Mackie is that his name? Yeah, I think they're both hot, but I think Michael B. Jordan is like one of the most attractive people in the world. That's because he is. I don't think Anthony Mackie's hot. I think his attitude is hot, not his like face. I think he's good looking. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely like. I think I'm way more attracted to Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) I would agree with you. I 100% 100 agree. Sorry, Anthony. I know you're a big fan. I hate to break it to you. Maybe Um, he needs a shirtless scene at one point. Maybe then we'll change our mind. He's never had like a shirtless scene. Yeah. No, I am 100% behind that. I agree. Good idea. (laughs) I do have a, a bonus fun fact about Anthony Mackie. Um, Okay. You know the song Everywhere by Michelle Branch? Yes. Because you're Apparently, that, that song is either about Anthony Mackie or Oscar Isaac. She was in school with both of them at the same time that she wrote it. What? Two wonderful contenders. Yes. yes. Oh, I'm going right? to sing that in the shower tonight. Think of, <laughs> think of all of them. When you said Oscar Isaac, my brain immediately went Star Wars, and then it went Mandalorian and got me right back on Pedro Pascal thirst talk where i've been living lately me too so I, just, mm-hmm. I am all over pedro out. pascal tiktok oh my god he's so fine anyway uh that's all the trivia that i have for you anna would this movie be better worse or the same with jonathan taylor thomas as the winter soldier i don't know if it'd be better but i definitely want to see it <laughs> 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 I think it would be worse, but I want to see it for research purposes. You know me. Uh, no, I don't. Literally, <laughs> I'm into it. Jester, stop being a baby. Sorry, she's like, it's bedtime. <laughs> um, she just hit her head on the table. Did you hear that? I did. That was a thump. <laughs> Mallory, earlier, I, I'm trying to remember who you had said was your favorite performer. I think you had said Chris Evans, which kind of... No, I think I said Dev Patel, maybe. Okay. Better worse than the same. Excellent choice. Dev Patel as either the Winter Soldier or as Falcon. I think it would be better with either of them. I think he okay. would be a great Winter Soldier, actually. I do, too. He'd be a very sexy Winter yeah. Soldier. Oh. And I the hair the is already there. there. Right. And he looks good with the hair, whereas I think Sebastian Stan looks better with the short hair. He needs the beard. To have the long hair. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. can't do one or the other. Yeah. And we get this water bottle in the room. Ooh, hang on. <laughs> and then uh, a similar a similar thirst question. Better, worse, or the same with Jimmy Stewart in Robert Redford's role? Yep. Just as thirsty. Just as thirsty. Just as hot. Better. Eh. Sexier. Absolutely. Mallory on a scale. About needing a shirtless scene. Sorry. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm done now. <laughs> On a, on a scale of one to five sexy men rolling around on the ground, what do you give it? What about on the ground in the air? Yeah, uh, on the, the ground to them, which is not the ground, but it's the ground functionally. 
four out of five. You're giving this movie a four out of five after starting off the podcast you saying, you didn't, I Oh, hate no, this. I thought we were just talking about the sexy men. Oh, wrestling. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Three out of five is my stance okay. for the overall film. Four okay. out of five for the sexy men wrestling each other. If they were shirtless. Then it would be a five out of five. Okay, that's for sure. Anna, what about you? I agree with Mallory on the shirtless and sexy men front. Um, I give it two and a half. Ooh. Oh. Wow. What? That's what? so low. I get distracted. <laughs> I support your decision. I get confused. You know I get confused easily. I can't even hardly remember half the actors' names sometimes. That's fair. <sighs> Somehow... I'm giving this the highest rating of all of us. I'm giving it a three and a half out of five. Mid. Four out of five for the men. Yeah. Amen. For the role. We're all in agreement there. I'm glad. As you should. Um, So, Mallory, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. We will have you back for Captain America Civil War whenever we do phase three. I absolutely love that movie. So I will be happy to come back. Uh, that is it for this week's episode of In Conclusion. If you want to find us, we are on Facebook and Twitter at and in conclusion on Instagram at In Conclusion Podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash in conclusion. I am on Twitter at Dan O'Keefe86 and on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe. Anna, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Autobots Prime 818, or you can find me on Twitter at Autobots Roll Out, capital O for Auto, capital B for Bots, capital R for Roll, and the O in Roll, and the O in Out are zeros. And you can find my monster dog, who spent most of the later half of this podcast episode biting my feet, on Instagram at JesterThePup1017. She's very cute, deceptively so. Mallory, you can promote anything you want. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you want to follow me, we can. My Twitter is the most interesting, which is just Mallory Winkler. But I mean, is it though? I only talk about Love Island and Marquette basketball, so it's not. You talk about soccer sometimes. 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 Um, <laughs> so, so get your fix in there, at Mallory's <laughs> Twitter account. Uh, we will be back next week talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. The first one? Cannot the first wait. one. <gasps> oh, that's fun. Get excited. First in the meantime, everybody. Movie, I had stomach flu. Ooh. Ooh. So Ooh. it'll be a lot more enjoyable for you. Yes. <laughs> everybody stay safe, have fun, don't get the stomach flu. Bye bye. Oh, literally. Bye. My nose. You wouldn't believe how lubed it is. I'm ready. A Creative Land podcast.